Did social media unearth the perfect quarterback wide receiver combination for Christian Kirk, who's going to be a free agent this offseason and it not being the Arizona Cardinals? Plus, a couple Houston Texans. Could the Arizona Cardinals get another big Texan coming to Arizona for a third consecutive offseason? We're going to get into all of this madness. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, let's go. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Flying through the week. It's already a Wednesday edition of the show. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, thanks for making Lockdown Cardinals your first listen. And we're starting to get little uh, tea leaves that we can follow as far as where some of the Arizona Cardinals' impending free agents could land. Christian Kirk showing up, hanging out on vacation with Josh Allen. The Buffalo Bills, probably the hottest quarterback in the NFL right now after that performance against the Kansas City Chiefs. Sure, they fell short, but... They didn't get the ball in overtime. That's the biggest deal. And they didn't play defense against Patrick Mahomes like the Bengals did. Uh, But we're seeing that Christian Kirk hanging out with Josh Allen, um, just kind of setting the internet ablaze. And Bill's Mafia is coming out strong with the just kind of salivating at the idea of Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, probably your breakout wide receiver, the 2021 season, and Christian Kirk kind of filling that role of, third wide receiver, third option for the Buffalo Bills. And Alex, you and I were kind of talking about this before we flipped on the mics. Like, that's the perfect situation for Christian Kirk. Because why? There's zero pressure on him to perform. And you're right. I mean, Stephon Diggs, arguably the best route runner in the game. He took a step back last year. He had his blowout year the year before. His And I'll tell you what, Christian Kirk is going to thrive somewhere else. He's not a fit for this offense because they don't know how to use him or they don't use him enough, or they don't target him enough. There is something amiss with Christian Kirk in this offense. There is. Sure, he had some drops. He doodles down the stretch uh, in, in some big moments, but he's been healthy over the course of the last two years, his rookie year. I think he missed some time, two different stints, but I feel like he'll thrive somewhere else in the perfect offense where there's no pressure on him. Yeah, I, I Buffalo's think, a great spot. Uh, I mean, as far as his offense is concerned, I mean, he had the third most slot yards in the NFL. I mean, there was only two receivers, including Cooper Cup, that had more slot yards than Christian Kirk. Um, he had opportunities. Yeah, and if you look at where he had the drops, some key drops down the stretch for the Arizona Cardinals, he probably has his first 1,000-yard receiving uh, season of his career. That's on Christian Kirk. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and blame the offense for that. I'm not going to sit here and get into the replies about, Chris, about Kyler Murray and if he could hit Christian Kirk uh, and utilize him properly in the passing game. Uh, and say I'm into that, like uh, somebody that might be a relative of Christian Kirk did earlier this offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that Christian Kirk, the only person to blame for his shortcomings, you know, is is him for the most part. And he's going to still be able to cash in. And I don't think it's an indictment on Christian Kirk either. I think that he's a good player and he's going to be able to go in and thrive as a fringe second. But third option in that Buffalo Bills offense and they have the luxury of that because of the move that uh they pulled off to bring in Stefan Diggs 
the move to get Gabriel Davis. They drafted Gabriel Davis, if not if I'm if I'm not mistaken. And then you know, Christian Kirk can take that Cole Beasley role. Maybe the Arizona Cardinals become a player for Cole Beasley. Say what you will about his uh, his his takes on you know things that are going on in this world and whether or not you agree with them or not. The guy can play slot receiver pretty well in this league. You know, he might be a good veteran addition to this Arizona Cardinals team. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. You, you know what the apple of my eye, we're starting early. The apple of my eye for the play, to take that position is Jamison Crowder, and it's going to be in perpetuity until the Cardinals sign him. Um, I, You know, we don't know what Christian Kirk is made of yet. Like we've seen peaks. We've seen some, oh, my God, moments is what I've, you know, what I've called them for, for differing positions um, on the field. I feel like in a more consistent, I don't know, like maybe it's not the offense. Maybe I'm giving Christian Kirk too much credit, but what we've seen is enough strung together to where he should have had more production. He hasn't had a thousand yard season, right? Right. So thousand yards in 17 weeks is 50 yards a game, 45 yards a game, whatever it, whatever it amounts to 57 yards a game, mm-hmm. whatever it amounts to. So uh, I don't think it's that much, um, of a hurdle to overcome it in the right offense when you have no pressure. I mean, if you told me that next year, say he does sign in Buffalo. I mean, obviously this is just him and Josh Allen hanging out, but mm. say he does sign in Buffalo and you, and I tell you that he has a 1100 yards and nine touchdowns next year. Would you be shocked? No, I don't know how much they throw the ball. No, but if I told you that he stayed in Arizona and had those numbers, would you be shocked? No, I wouldn't. You wouldn't. Okay. No, I think, I think there's, it also comes down to where he is as far as the hierarchy or the depth chart uh, for in the progression of Kyler Murray. You know, it, you know, I think that he did find a role that suits him better this season. And yeah, he had his best season of his young career um, in the slot. And, and he, he was able to, to have some big moments for the Cardinals, big catches on, on third and fourth down. And, and uh, yeah, then he also had some crucial drops. I think that Christian Kirk, obviously, I don't think anybody – would be shocked if, if he's a guy that that shows up and shows out after signing a big contract, whether it's to remain in the desert or whether it's to go elsewhere. I think what the Arizona Cardinals need to figure out is like, do they want to spend that money on retaining Christian Kirk, who they know who he is in an Arizona Cardinals uniform? And, you know, is the ceiling much higher than if they were to go out there and maybe spread that money on two receivers instead of one receiver? Or do they benefit from him kind of, Going back into his usual role and and being the guy who's who's a nice a nice player, right? He's nice for this offense, but he hasn't been that game breaker consistently enough to to really um, constitute giving him that much money. Yeah, no, and that's the thing, especially because the Cardinals, even though they have pressing issues across the board and wide receivers, obviously towards the top of that list, you can't give him money. You can't give him the money that he's going to garner on the on the free agent market. I feel like that would be a misuse misused allocation of funds at this point. Mm-hmm. It's not a devil, you know, situation. I'd much rather them franchise tag Chandler Jones than give Christian Kirk that money. Yeah. Even though you'd have Christian Kirk for more years, like, and I'm not saying that they're going to franchise tag Chandler Jones. We're going to talk about that in depth probably next week because he's made the short list. I think it was Ian Rappaport that tweeted out. There's a couple names that can be franchise tag higher profile. Devonte Adams is one. I can't remember the second one and Chandler Jones is another. I'd much rather give him $20 million for one year than Christian Kirk, $24 million guaranteed for three. And I think yeah. it's pretty obvious. I point. mean, 
if you can get Kirk and then you could probably go on, on the lower tier of wide receiver outside options, like if you go out and you, you, you re-sign Christian Kirk and then you sign MVS Marquez Valdez-Scantling to a free agent deal that's not going to break the bank and put you over the salary cap, you know, I think that you've gotten a little bit better. Like I think MVS is probably at this stage in his career a better option than A.J. Green. But uh, the wide receiver, the, the playmakers, I mean, that's that's a conversation we're going to be having for a while because I think those those are areas that they can approach, obviously, in free agency. They can avoid they can they can approach in a trade. We'll talk about one of the targets later in today's podcast and then also in, in the draft. And, and we've already done done so in a couple of our mock drafts. You can check out our Monday episode where we did another mock draft Monday. But there is uh, there's something, Alex, that I think is not being talked about enough when we mm. look at the Kyler Murray saga. And I do say saga. Saga can like a saga is dramatic, right? It doesn't mean that it's going to end uh, poorly. Like Star Wars is a saga. Didn't that end up fine for everybody? Right? I think terrible franchise. But besides that, well, I mean, there's 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 fanatics of that franchise. So yeah. you might not like it. It's just not for Alex Clancy, regardless. Oh getting to the point doesn't mean me calling it a saga means that it's bad for the Arizona Cardinals, but what we're not talking about enough, I want to get into here on the podcast today. But first, of course, we're always pumped to tell you about bet online. Sure. Football it's in the rear view mirror, but you've got college hoops gearing up for the tournament. You've got your conference tournaments coming up, which is one of the sneakiest best weekends, two weekends usually of the year. I mean, you've got what 60 plus games that are being played. It's outrageous. And then you've got the big dance you got to build that stack. And the best way to do that, betonline.net, number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your number one source for hockey, hockey, boxing, UFC. Head to the website today. Use your cell. Learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So dust is kind of settled on Kyler Murray. and the social media purge, the fact that he's not following the Cardinals on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we, we've talked about that as much as we possibly can in a two-week span. Um, but I think what we're not getting into enough is that if there was ever a trade entertained, um, that means general manager Steve Kime and, and head coach Cliff Kingsbury are done so. I mean, that, that's just re- like they hitched their wagon so much. Like this was their, especially in Steve Kimes' case, his Hail Mary at keeping his job. He yeah. took a, a relatively unprecedented move, made an unprecedented move. We've seen it before, but really, you know, in modern day, going back-to-back drafts, pivoting off of one quarterback that was a failure in Josh Rosen, and then trying to write that wrong after you ripped the 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 chapter of the franchise encyclopedia out of 2018, and everybody was gone but Steve Kime, and thank God Jeff Rogers, special teams coach. But other than that, everybody else was pretty much gone. And then he makes the move for Kyler Murray. You know this, not your your prototypical quarterback. He's non traditional size. You know he's this kind of video game type player. But we didn't know how his skills were going to translate to the NFL. Luckily, they translated well. But if Kyler Murray, if if this era doesn't, if, if the experiment it was, if it pans out in him having to be dealt because he's at a stalemate with the organization, 
It's a failure. And Steve Kimes' last-ditch effort to keep his job thus is a failure. I mean, the first overall pick thing kind of throws a little extra wrinkle into this, you know, where it's just there's that added inherent pressure. I mean, I don't – it's hard for me to think about it where it's Kyler Murray tied to Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury because – I feel like they're inhibiting him from reaching his potential. So it's kind of a chicken or the egg situation. Like, are they all tied as one? Is one a shortcoming of the other or vice versa? I mean, it's, there's so many different angles that we can look at this at, you know, through. And I still believe that Kyler Murray is not in a system, not in a support system, nor offensive system led by a guy who, like, I, I just, I don't think he's been given the best shot that other quarterback, young quarterbacks get. Look, if, if there's a future that exists where Kyler Murray's still wearing an Arizona Cardinals uniform, that's all well and good. But if he's not, if, if the reality is, is, is he's gone, those two other pieces need to be gone. Like, Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray were a package deal. Like, they're a package. Steve Kime, his last-ditch effort was Kyler Murray. If yeah. he doesn't work, he's done. There is like it's over. Like you failed enough. Like you know, it just it it would it would be absolutely insane to try. Like what's what's the next step? You're gonna go out there and you're gonna bring in a, in a veteran quarterback. You're gonna go. You're gonna let him draft a third quarterback. You're gonna let him draft a third because if Kyler Murray exits, that means it's the end of the Cliff Kingsbury. Right? These are the dominoes that would fall. Kyler Murray would be gone. Cliff Kingsbury would be next. It would be Steve Kimes, what, fourth head coach that he would have to hire. Plus, he'd have to find another franchise quarterback. I mean, it, it's just, it's absurd. It's complete, it's absurdity. And I don't think it's talk, it's not, like, oh. if they're even, if if the discussion even happened, if, if Steve Kimes even brings it up to Michael Bidwell, Michael Bidwell says, well, this is your, that's your guy. If he's gone, you're gone. This was it. This was, you came to me and you said, We've got we've got this crazy idea that I know we we traded up tenth overall. We took Josh Rosen first round quarterback. We've got the rookie deal. We're gonna have to eat a bunch of salary cap money for that. This is the money that we invested in Sam Bradford as well. He was a mess. This is what our plan is. This is it. Just give me this opportunity. This is gonna be our fix all. This is gonna be our franchise quarterback. This is gonna be finally the guy that we're gonna draft in the first round, and he's gonna pan out for the first time ever since we moved to the desert. Yeah, this that's is, a crazy part. That's a crazy part. You trade Kyler Murray, you keep Steve Kimes. Steve Kimes responsible for those draft picks. Oh, yeah. What makes you think that that's going to work out? Like what you just said. I mean, that's like, this is truly the definition of insanity. <laughs> it 100% is if that were to happen. I'm getting riled up here. I wasn't expecting this to go this way. I both like, hey, I want to talk about an angle that should be talked about a little bit more. I'm like, sweet, wait till the podcast so I can have an organic and natural response. I wish you would have told me first so I could have prepped myself at this point. Like, because what we talk about constantly is these would all be great things. Oh yeah, draft this, draft this, draft this. Oh wait, Steve Kime is terrible at his job. It's just a thing that constantly re- regarding drafting. So if you think trading Kyler Murray for three first round picks is a good idea, cool. And you could argue that if he has a, a year like he did this year and they fall short, you want to argue three first-round picks for Kyler Murray? Sit at the table. But if Steve Kime is drafting those draft picks, what the hell are we doing here? Right. 
It's like getting, oh. giving me uh, full VIP access to a weekend at Coachella. It's like I'm I'm gonna leave early and I'm not gonna make the best use of that of those tickets. It's like, what are you doing? It's it's the worst use of those ever. Just go go ahead and sell them because otherwise it doesn't make any sense. Steve Kime, I mean, it's the dominoes go is is followed. Just to reiterate, you trade Kyler Murray, that means you are hitting detonate on this entire thing. And you're starting, like, you'll try to pick up, you know, whatever's left from the ashes, and there's not going to be much. Like, what, what's there? Isaiah Simmons? Um, a couple veteran contracts. Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins. Maybe Rondell Moore. Uh, Rod, Rodney Hudson at that point. What, what, why do you keep a veteran center? I mean, if, if you're going to have, you're just no, going to detonate everything. Cell. It would. So, be fire cell. I think that's, like, when, when people especially – who are football fans who love to have fun and project these quarterback trades. Cause who, who doesn't love to project where star caliber quarterbacks going to go? I mean, just look at the last two off season, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, they dominate the headlines and they do for good reasons. But when you look at it realistically, Steve Kime, Cliff Kingsbury, two thirds of the Arizona Cardinals brain trust. They know that if Kyler Murray leaves, they're, they better have their box ready to, to collect their things because they're next. Yeah. Well, and let's just hope, like, and again, my uh, in-between of that conversation was the other conversation. Like, I'm happy to keep, keep Kyler Murray and have him learn a completely new offense if it doesn't work this year. Like, I yeah, don't think that Cliff and Kyler need yeah. to be attached at the hip. I don't think they should have been for the last 700 days. I mean, but, I, I mean I've, I've talked about it, but agreed if this armageddon situation happens and kyler murray says get me the hell out of here everybody's got to go right absolutely unless you want to trade him for zach wilson or unless you want to trade him for a young quarterback or it's i'm, I'm just saying how it right we're talking crazy pills right now <laughs> so like i mean who knows like if you tra- like say the packers called up tomorrow and said hey listen we'll give you deandre hopkins we'll give you aaron Rodgers and Devonte adams for deandre hopkins kyler murray and a first and a second, mm-hmm. you'd have to have a conversation. Like crazier yeah. things could come to light. Obviously, that's insane. But like, but you and I are having a conversation about that and saying that was facilitated by the Packers. Yeah, there, no, there's no what. There's no way that that Kime conduct, con- concocted that idea. Right. You know what I mean? And you know we can get into you know the age of of Rogers and and what's been going on with him lately. And it's just it's. It's wild, but I think I, I agree. You know, the dominoes, if, if it's Kyler Murray and then another, you know, GM head coach duo, you know, those dominoes don't just fall in succession. Like it's Kyler Murray. And, and then we see what it looks like, you know, on the other side with a new play caller and a new guy that's uh, the architect of the, of the roster. But if it's Kyler Murray first, it's immediately taking out those other two dominoes. No doubt. That's why I think it's kind of a non-starter. What's also not starters oh, yeah. when you're trying to uh, stay on your diet and mm. you're tantalized by the candy bars in the pantry. The way around that, stock your pantry with built bars because they're dis- just as delicious as candy bars and they've got nutritional value. I mean, they're actually great for you as far as if you're trying to keep your weight or lose weight. Built bars, they're 100% real chocolate covered in those. Plus, they've got the puffs, which are fan favorites. They're incredible flavors. They're yummy. They've got their protein-infused marshmallows covered in 100% chocolate. Check them out, built.com. 
Most built bars, they've got 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of muscle packing protein. That's what you want. Compared that to a candy bar, you're just putting garbage in your body, 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, dozens of net carbs. You're not doing yourself any favors besides, you know, the short, gratifying, good, like nice tasting candy bar where a built bar can provide that as well. Go to the website, built.com, use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. It's using the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Check it out on YouTube, the Locked On NFL uh, podcast. They've got great daily content coming your way. Not only just the Locked On NFL podcast where you can hear myself and Alex Clancy, different days. I'm on Monday. He's on Thursday with Tyler Rowland. But you also have the top stories from the biggest headlines around the NFL You've got that content coming up for you. So subscribe to that. Subscribe to Locked on Cardinals on YouTube as well, as you, if you haven't. Um, and if so, you like basketball content, Tyler, so we, uh, Brendan Clean from Locked on Suns, we're kind of handing the baton off to him for the rest yeah. of the year. Um, they do, so there's also a Locked on Today podcast that's interesting. It's the biggest stories from all the different sports, whether it be college or NFL or NBA. And Brendan Clean was on today's episode of Locked on Today. Um, so yeah, check that out too. He's a great Who's follow this? on Twitter, on Twitter. And, uh, oh yeah, sorry. Yesterday. And, um, and, uh, yeah, check him out for all the sun's content. If you're in the Valley, I, you know, a lot to talk about that team. One of you know, the hottest team in basketball, but they also lost Chris Paul to, for six to eight mm-hmm. weeks. We'll yeah. see how they navigate those waters without, uh, their leader on the court. Uh, it's Phoenix sun. It is Phoenix sun season, even though you got to keep it locked to locked on Cardinals as well. Because this offseason, it's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating to see how the Arizona Cardinals and Steve Kime how they go about it. Now, the other day, Lance Erline, who covers he's he's a radio host in Houston, and he's also a, a draft guy for NFL.com. Uh, somebody told Lance that it's inevitable that the Houston Texans trade Deshaun Watson, that they'll trade Laramie Tunsil, their left tackle, and that they'll trade wide receiver Brandon Cooks. Now <laughs> Just kind of looking at it, you know, we've got two Houston castoffs, I guess you could call it, former faces of their franchise that have made their way from Houston to the Arizona Cardinals in two consecutive off seasons. Could it be a third, Alex? And when you look at that trio, who's the most intriguing to you? I kind of know. I think everybody would probably say the quarterback, but, you know, Laramie Tunsil is a guy that that can provide an upgraded tackle position. He's making a ton of money. That's what's yeah. probably the thing that that kind of dampens it a little bit. And then I I already have kind of identified Cooks as a trade option for the Cardinals. I think he would be a decent add. I'm not talking first round. I don't think he's even going to go for a second round pick these days. But he's still a guy in back to back seasons that has a great a numbers last year. Yeah, yeah, with Davis Mills as quarterback. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. I mean, and he's a Steve Kime special. He's under six yeah. feet. I mean, I mean, he'd be an upgrade from Christian Kirk for sure. He'd be less money. Um, the interesting part about this is Laramie Tunsil's kind of a one-off. He is making a lot of money. They gave up a lot for him. So they're probably going to want a lot more than other teams are willing to give up. Plus DJ Humphreys is there. I don't know how much Laramie Tunsil can play on the right side. Like, I don't know how flexible he is with that. I know that Jared Valdir did it a couple of years ago, but that's, completely different it's changing your whole life going from right-handed to left-handed or, or vice versa um the interest like all this reminds me of is if you could hit offensive linemen in the draft you win 
Mm-hmm. You win because now that's that's not a novelty position anymore, price wise. It never was. It was always one of the most important. But now they're getting paid a lot of money on in free agency. Ronnie Hudson would have got thirty million guaranteed in free agency. He would have got, if not more, in free agency because there would have been a bidding war. And I think you stay away from Laramie Tunsil. Again, he's making a lot of money. They can't afford to overpay offensive linemen at this point. Yeah. You've got to draft, and you've got to find like who do we talk about? Connor Williams on a podcast earlier this week from Dallas, you give him 20 mm-hmm. mil for two years. That's the wheelhouse. Not what Laramie Thompson yeah. is making. I, so I, I would say, I would say Brandon cooks, I guess. I think teams that are motivated to, to change up their offensive line can do it. At least you saw it in Kansas city last off season. They knew what, what they had to do. And they went out there. They utilized draft capital on it, not only through trades, but also they drafted a center in Creed Humphrey. Who you, 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 you mentioned at a monster season, the rookie out of Oklahoma. Um, wasn't he all pro all pro yeah, in his first so. season? Yeah. He's definitely starting pro bowler. Um, you know, they were able to at least keep Patrick Mahomes upright enough more so than the previous, you know, offensive line that was awful. And especially on the biggest stage in the Super Bowl. but there are options and the Arizona Cardinals, like they need to be aggressive at some point. I don't think it's like their biggest weakness, obviously like, Kyler Murray wasn't he, he wasn't the most hit quarterback in the league by any stretch last season but it it the, the Kyler Murray is when he's under pressure and he's facing the pressure that he did especially in the wild card round I mean it's just it, it it's his kryptonite it really is yeah. and it, it's most it's most quarterbacks and that that's not saying much but if you can strengthen up your offensive line I I don't think that any fan base is going to turn their nose up at it and there are options out there. You just hope that the Arizona Cardinals are aggressive as far as that goes. Um, I just think, especially with what's going on with, with Deshaun Watson and, and what recently happened this week and the reports coming out as far as the depositions, and it's still a mess off the field. Mm-hmm. And, and even when if you were to, to set, get that squared away, which it doesn't seem like there's any kind of end in sight, right. um, he's still a guy that wanted out of Houston. He still wanted to kind of turn his back on the organization. He was tired of what was going on there. So, you know, I don't know if if that's the caliber of guy that you want to bring in, you know, especially what what it, what it would cost. Yeah. I mean, it's it's sticky, I mean, to say the least. I'm not by any stretch undermining what's going on. So, say hypothetically speaking, he gets acquitted. Hypothetically speaking, he gets acquitted of all charges. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm definitely not making light of this. But we're, this is a sports show. We're not going to dabble into into what's going on in the in the. So, say hypothetically speaking, in a vacuum, he gets acquitted. Somebody's right. going to trade for him. Somebody's going to trade a lot for him, and somebody's going to be happy to start him. Happy, loosely defined. It's a business decision. You're going to start him. Okay. This isn't the first time that somebody went to another team. Uh, across all sports. I mean, a lot of it is steroids. Again, not comparing the two, uh, Deshaun Watson to other things, but steroids in baseball, as long as you don't cheat on our in our jersey, it's cool. We'll give you a whole lot of money. Ask Nelson Cruz how much money he has. Okay, but with this kind of stuff, it's the same kind of thing on a completely different plane where if it didn't happen in the jersey that you're wearing now, other teams are much more apt to sign you and – kind of not forgive the past, but it numbs the past a little bit. Again, this is a different situation, but I wouldn't trade for him. But, I mean, other teams will. So it makes yeah. you have to think about it. Sure. If, and, if not just and for I would a second. Put, I would, if, if you're you know, ranking as far as the three, the trio of Texans that, that 
they said that their time is done in Houston. I've got him third. Where yeah. I, I think it's it's probably Cooks because he'd cost the least draft wise, draft capital wise. I think what he could do, he can make an impact on that offense. I, I mean, you know, I I would love the idea about Laramie Tunsil. I think that the Texans would probably have to eat most of the dead money, and that wouldn't be on the Cardinals uh, tab, which would be nice. We just have to figure out, you know, how much it would actually cost for him. Um, but he would be an upgrade at the tackle position potentially for for DJ Humphreys, and that that'd be great for the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray. Thanks for making Lockdown Cardinals your first listen every day. Ooh, Make sure let me you ask follow- you one thing before yeah. we go. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon Cooks for a second round pick or drafting a second round pick, a second round wide receiver. Oh man, uh, I mean, everything considered, that's not all in a vacuum. Yeah, I mean, we we know that it, Steve Keim hasn't hit in that position before. It's a it's another deep draft at that that spot. Um, I probably would say roll the dice and, and see if, even though it's it's the definition mm. of insanity. I still go with the younger guy. I hope he does, takes a, a bigger wide receiver. Um, but you know, it it could just be the same thing that we've seen over and over again. It's another Andy Isabella. It's uh it's another just bust and and miss at that spot. It it would be it would be deflating. Because they need impact makers, and they need it in the first, second, and even third rounds if they want to have a shot to compete in the toughest division in football, which features the champion and also the Niners that were in the NFC title game. And then the Seahawks who are going to be on the rebound, depending on if they decide to pull the trigger on Russell Wilson or uh, if they keep him, you know they're going to want to contend. So it's going to be really fascinating to see what happens this offseason with the Arizona Cardinals. You want to keep it locked here to Lockdown Cardinals. Thanks for making us your first listen. Follow along on Twitter at Lockdown AZ Cards at Clancy's Corner. Follow Alex. Follow me, Bo Brock, at Bob Rack. And uh, we'll be hanging out with you again tomorrow. We're going to be talking some franchise tags. The Arizona Cardinals have a ton of options as far as maybe throwing that tag, the transition tag, on some of their many impending free agents. We'll get into that discussion here soon. Now, make your second listen. Lockdown NFL Draft with Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. They bring in the NFL Draft to life every day. The insight and analysis of college football prospects and the NFL front office. It's free and available just like this podcast, wherever you get podcasts. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.